Would it be weird? Do you guys ever think of this? Like, wouldn't it be weird if your kids dated one of your friend's kids? Do you, do you ever think of that? Like, when they get older? Isn't that best case scenario? Because then you know what the in-laws are like. Yeah, that's a good no, point. That's true. That's true. But then it can also cause issues. Yeah, because, mm. like, I mean, especially if they date in their teens, then they're, they're likely to break up. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So oh, that's, like, that's, my son's oh, going to be a little heartbreaker, yeah. 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 yeah, if your son's anything <laughs> like you. <laughs> Son, you need to have at least 30 relationships. The future of mankind is being guided behind closed doors. Since we're all strangers to each other, let's get acquainted with the dream, shall we? Explode the sunlight here, gentlemen. You explode the universe. They're coming for you, Barbara. You mean the kind from up there? Yes, it does seem strange, but it's nice and solid. This could only happen because the electrode ray is off. Their evil bodies turn the strongest man into jelly. Then your party will really begin. Didn't have anything for breakfast but two raw eggs and a mug of honey. What? Into the unknown! Frozen. Frozen 2. I, I know. I was just saying, Doug has a lovely singing voice, but not as catchy as the first... Let it go. I'm so I know, I know it's not as good as Ibnibidem Menzero, as John Travolta calls her, but um, <laughs> Adina Menzel, I yes. do know her name, just, yes. just to be aware. I just, good. I um, love how, uh, and I've forgotten the guy's name, but he wrote Let It Go, and the thing he did after that was uh, The Book of Mormon. What? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And I've forgotten his name, but oh. he, he wrote, uh, that's what he, he wrote... Uh, that's let it crazy. Go. That crazy. The, wow. the song that everyone, like this beautiful, uplifting uh, song for a kids' movie. And then, you know what? I'm going to go do the Book of Mormon with the guys from South Park. <laughs> As in, uh, so he wrote he wrote the Book of I'm, Mormon. Like the, the music arrangement? Like I, I think he did the music, yeah. I could be wrong. This could be something I just made up in my head one night. After a, a couple of no, because there, there are a lot of there are a lot of people who do something like that. They do a kids thing and then move on to something super dark or super like. Especially not that it's dark. like working in like uh, music, you'd have to be. Yeah. it could possibly be the composers for Let It Go were Robert Lopez and Christine Kristen Anderson Lopez. I think that's right. Did yeah. they did they do the Book of Mormon? I Google can only go so fast. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, it's um, a Google issue. Hey, we're, we're doing a podcast, but we're doing a deep dive right now because uh, we all have children and all of our children, every child on the earth loves uh, Frozen. So I've got it in my head. I saw a great meme that was like, it was just before Frozen 2 came out that was was essentially saying, will I understand Frozen 2 if I've only seen Frozen 48 times in the last three months? <laughs> uh, you do start to question it though. Like you start oh, yeah. looking at it. Imagine just... I imagine it's very similar to those people that are locked in solitude for ages and you just start looking for things in the cracks like, yeah, no, the uh, that piece of dirt's been looking at me. It's been, you know, it's been plotting against <laughs> it's crazy, me. crazy, man. What do you think, uh, Hessian sack? You start to justify kids' shows eventually. Like, you start to look at them and go... There's got to be some deeper meaning here. Mm. Surely there's some deeper meaning. <laughs> the amount of times. Stronger at something yes. stronger at work here. Yes, because it just can't be a group of people in a brightly coloured city just doing random stuff. Like, where does their mail come from? Why Why are there no doors leading out of the, mm. the, 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 the town? What's going on here? Mm. Just, just to let everybody know, the Lopez's, uh, it appears that they have done um book of mormon but they've they've worked on lots they've got yeah, like, right n- i think here it says um the young they were the youngest person uh, well one of them was the youngest person to receive egot status which i don't know what that means but uh they won three tonys and an oscar wow. wow and a grammy and a couple of emmys so you know good on the lopez awesome they must have very uh stocked up trophy rooms and proud parents i would imagine yeah i would i would i would imagine also you know what's very very fortuitous uh, in this this conversation is what's that we're that, talking Doug? about music yeah we are too we are talking about music which is very very fortuitous uh, i just like using that it word. is it is because um we're, we're doing something uh very, very left of center of what we normally do. Normally we take on a book or we take on a, a popular character or we take on a remake or a reboot of a film that already exists. What we haven't done before is taken an album and tried to create a pitch from that. Now, we have Lachlan to thank for this. This um, is Lachlan's fault. Creating, <laughs> creating so much homework. <laughs> yes, I had to create. But I, this, is, this is something that you sort of had a, had a thought about. And um, why don't you tell us 
what we're going to do today and then what why why it would inspire yeah, yeah. I have a feeling that Lachlan had a really great idea and no, he I had no idea I had like, no idea for this <laughs> what I'm going to do I'm going to get this no, really uh, sorry I'll let you explain no, John, yourself <laughs> no that's not how it happened I explained myself alright well I'll explain myself uh, so I am a big fan of any movies or I, I'm a big fan of concept albums and I have ever since my father put on uh, Meatloaf's Bat Out of Hell oh uh, dude yeah, Bat yeah. Out. why couldn't we do Bat Out of Hell well we like can, we can, we can do it eventually, but it is, a, it is essentially a, a concept in itself, hmm. and it's got the whole like on oh, those video clips. Oh, dude! But oh. Yeah. I love anyway. him in Spice World. I really do. Uh, <laughs> I love him in, in Tenacious D. Uh, oh yes, yeah, yes. As the father. Yeah. But um, the the album we're going to look at and try and pitch our version of a, a film based upon this album is Block Parties, A Weekend in the City. Block Party is an English rock band whose sound has been described as indie rock, also described as post-punk revival, also described as post-Britpop, alternative rock, art punk, art rock, dance rock, and alternative dance. The band first got discovered when they slipped a copy of their demo She's Hearing Voices to BBC Radio 1 DJs. Their debut album, Silent Alarm, was released in 2006 and went platinum. Their follow-up album, A Weekend in the City, was released in February of 2007 and skyrocketed the already popular band into mainstream attention with such songs as Hunting for Witches, Song for Clay and The Prayer. Described as a distancing from the conventional guitar band setup, the album covers topics like drug use, terrorism and sexuality. Praised for its reflective and edgy lyrics, A Weekend in the City rose to number two on the Australian charts and debuted on the US Billboard 200. At number 12, Mike Diver from UK Webzine, who drowned in sound, called the album dirty, dishevelled, unsure and paranoid, fearful, easily distracted, boisterous and ashamed, reckless, wild, nervous and terrified, graceful, thought-provoking, clumsy and contradictory and very nearly perfect. And that is why A Weekend in the City by Block Party is the topic of today's round of pitches. It sort of was the sound of... Spent, of the time of, of the time and at the end of high school like I know that we played it when we got together like oh, for, dude, for evenings the prayer was something that yeah. was just constantly replayed I was working um, as a projectionist at the time and I used to just like literally walk up and down the aisle with the projectors playing music all the time and the song the prayer I would literally listen to for like an hour straight yeah I am yeah much the same man I've got visions of myself listening to Hunting uh, Hunting for Witches oh, yeah. just always blasting on Triple J and I thought I was so cool <laughs> yeah it was on Triple J man you were cool I was yeah, so yeah. listening to Triple J I mean it took me a while to catch on to Triple J and I realised that I'm still cool. Yeah, <laughs> still cool. In your, in your own way. So, yeah. So, I decided, like, like you know, let's let's delve into uh, an album. Okay. I, I like movies that are based on things like this. So, like... A, Give me an example. A great example is Across the Universe. I really like Julie Taymor's Across the Universe. And if you don't know Across the Universe, she essentially takes... Damn, Be- that was a really good example. The Beatles, the Beatles songs. <laughs> Thank you, John. Um, I've done my homework. Uh, the Beatles songs and turns them into a story. Uh, I about- do. That, that is one of my all-time favorite movies, actually. Yeah. Across the Universe. I'm a huge, huge Beatles fan. Um, and sort of listening to that music and, and listening to the reimaginings of some really classic songs. Uh, brilliant movie. Uh, I would... I would I would consider that a musical. Would you? Yeah, I would consider yeah. it a musical. As would I? Okay, so yeah. like that's and this I, is you know, with the point of debate. No, I would not. <laughs> <laughs> Just okay, to John. Things up yeah. a John, tell me why is it not a musical? Uh, because uh, you people talk in it. Yes, there, there are talking. There are no hilltops. There mm-hmm. are no Nazis. Um, the hills are not alive. The hills Nazis are not, alive. are not a prerequisite for musicals, John. Aren't they? No, Aren't they're not. They? They're not. Um, but yeah, no I, one sings in the rain. Um, <laughs> but I think, uh, yeah. So the the rules that that, that we kind of laid down for yes. this is that um, we take the album. You can take anything from the album, whether it be a song, whether it be the entire album, whether it be a line of dialogue, whatever it is, and you can build a film around that. Yes. And it didn't, the, the, the idea, my understanding of it was that it didn't have to be a musical no. where this, these mus- this music was incorporated. It just, uh, uh, hundreds and hundreds of directors have always said when they're pre- doing pre-production for a film, they have like a playlist of music of that they just repeat over and over again. Yeah. And the best uh, example that I can think of is James Gunn with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like mm. he literally has that soundtrack written out before he actually has the movie. 
Fun fact, I was actually reading that Edgar Wright and James Gunn were in constant conversation when he was putting together the playlist for Baby Driver. Yeah. And while he was wow. doing Guardians of the Galaxy, they just didn't want to make sure they got their uh Isn't their that the parts. coolest album collect cross? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, okay, well, I'm using this and this. Okay, well, you can use that as long as I can have this. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. And the plot points, the plot points <laughs> of their movies actually reflect are reflected in the songs. And so that oh, that's a really, yes, that is a, a big rule that we set, was that it could either be a musical, uh, which is called a jukebox musical, the, those type of musicals like oh. ABBA oh. and Across the Universe, they're called jukebox musicals. Okay. Uh, or, it's a junk. Or they are like Guardians of the Galaxy, a a backdrop. So they're either a backdrop or they're a... Part of the universe. Part of the universe, yeah. Yep. Um, You're talking about, yeah, Across the Universe as being an example of what we're doing here. I did my research as well, Lachlan. Oh, good. Um, And I found a couple of uh, films that would fit into this idea as well. Yes. Um, So You with your smut looks. (laughs) (laughs) So not looking at you, John. I know. I know what's going on here, John. John, it's side eye. It's a different thing. (laughs) It's more subtle. Um, (laughs) Couldn't help but feel that was directed to an individual who may have tried to do research, but... Came up with nothing. Oh, oh okay. I sent you a Wikipedia. There's link. a Google. There's a Google. You sent me a yeah, but then I'm like, well, I mean, to what? be fair, it was the wrong Wikipedia what? link. Yeah. <laughs> Calm down, understand. gentlemen. Calm down. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm a little bit angsty. So yeah, I mean, these are, these are albums that have been uh, or have inspired movies. So uh, Interstellar five 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 story of the secret star system. Uh, you guys remember the Discovery album by Daft Punk? Like, Loved it. Yeah. Couldn't go anywhere without listening to it. Yep. Actually, has its own anime movie. So. Oh, really? awesome. Yes, yes. Actually, on that really quick, uh, Daft Punk as well, they did a an entire album for the movie Tron, the Neutron. Yeah, oh. that's, that's a good... Actually, yeah, they have. And you know what? They did a movie about themselves and used all their own music as well. So they're they're that's all cool. about that. that Mixing the mediums up yeah. into a big stew. Switching the mediums. Uh, Pink <laughs> Floyd, The Wall uh, is the, the most clear-cut scenario of that one. Um, yep. Now, The Who have been very popular in sort of taking their albums and making them into movies. There's a movie called Quadrophenia. It, it's not a musical at all. There's no music in it, but it's inspired by the Hughes uh, rock, al- albra, uh, rock album, rock opera of the same name. So can um, you just say that title again? Quadrophenia, my friend. Oh. Yeah. I'm digging it. It's like it comes from a word. It comes from a word, Anglophenia, which is like okay. a celebration of English. I'm pretty sure. I, I think so. That's... A celebration of the fall, maybe, maybe. It's just like whiskey for my ears. It yeah. just it's so. Oh my gosh! Oh, I'm going to well, use that whiskey, whiskey for, my, for ears. my ears. Oh, that's going to be my saying for the next for 2020. That's smooth. That's smooth. Um, uh, it's about uh, a mod who gives up his job uh, and follows around the king of the mods, who's actually played by Sting, which is kind of cool wow uh but it turns out a mighty boosh thing is it like it sounds very <laughs> well i kind of made up the king of the mods part of it but he's like this, the ultimate mod uh but uh he gives up his job and his life spirals out of control and at the end of very end of the movie he finds out that sting actually is a bellboy at like a at a, at a like a hotel so this guy really? that's the king of the mods is just some lowly bellboy um the other movie this is a movie that i want to see uh, and I haven't seen it. I've been meaning to see it since I was about 18. But have you guys heard of the movie Tommy? No. Tommy. Tommy. Um, Tommy is uh, based on the rock opera of the same name by The Who. And it's a guy who is uh, he's driven into like a, a mental state by like witnessing the death of his uh, father uh, into being blind, mute, and death. Wow. Oh, I have seen this. You've seen it. Th- is there a stage play that? Ah, uh, uh, yes, there. Yeah, there yes. is. There is a stage I play. I haven't seen the stage play. Oh, cool. Because um, it sounds amazing. He becomes a pinball wizard and then some sort of religious like leader mm. or cult like leader. Um, and it's pretty trippy. It, it's got um, it's got Jack Nicholson in it as his doctor. Wow. Uh, and a bunch of other like famous. Um, famous uh, musicians and, and, and like it's it's one of those things that everybody sort of got into now this would be right up my alley it's Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band yeah I've heard of this and I feel really ignorant for not realising this this isn't actually a movie that has the Beatles in it it's a music it's a movie inspired by Beatles music but it has the Bee Gees really? really? wow the Bee Gees and Peter Frampton play like a new version of the Lonely Hearts Club band. Wow, I didn't. I thought it yeah. had the Beatles in it. That's I, like an ultimate 
like Avengers crossover it's, style. It's, <laughs> it's so strange when I started reading it, I was like, I had to go back and go, no, that has to be a typo. No, it's the Bee Gees. Wow. Um, and it's got like Alice Cooper and Aerosmith who play the future villain band. Um, <laughs> and Steve Martin plays like an evil doctor that's about like anti-aging and stuff like that. And it just, it sounds so weird and wacky and like LSD-ish. Yes. That I just really need to see this movie now. Because they like, at the end of it, the original like uh, Sergeant Pepper magically appears. He, he died ages ago, but he magically appears from a weather vane and then like teaches everybody a lesson to like keep the place like harmonious and stuff like that. This is something I honestly, I really, really want to watch this movie and hopefully we can talk about it some other time because I feel like this movie is just going to be off the charts. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm with you, man. Yeah. Let's drop some LSD. Uh, let's uh, put the movie yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. No? Honey, no, I, I've got, oh, I've I've got, got my, work to do I'm for good. the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be out for three days. Um, wandering, wow. the, wandering the desert. <laughs> yeah. We'll go uh, watch it near the Joshua Tree. You know, there we go. Yeah. A work expensive trip there wow. to, to America. <laughs> Um, but so, the, 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 like, when you originally posted this idea, I was like, this is a strange idea. Oh, I heard but it in your voice, yeah. There is a history of it. So, I, I, I'm digging it. My question to you is, why this album? To be honest, yep. it was, I was like, yeah, let's do an album concept. I got up iTunes and it was there as, like, my most played of the 2000s. Like, okay. And it was there and I thought, you know what? It is an album that I know we've listened to together. It's been in the back background of yeah. many sessions that we've had. And it's it's sort of a good, like, it was from a time. Like, this album is definitely from a time yeah. in, like, the recent history um, you know, it was, it's 2007. So it was, you know, post nine 11, it was post, uh, the London bombings. Yeah. There was this big fear in London. Uh, and I feel like this album does reflect that sort of the, the people's mentality in, in London. And you know what, coming back to it now during a time of, of unrest and a time of, 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 uh, so much is happening in our world yeah. that, mirrors what happened at those times and there's a lot of fear and stuff like that so it kind of was relevant in that sense um and again i to further lachlan's point as well i think that we're all at that sort of age as well where we were just becoming i would say younger like proper adults yeah, yeah. no longer children but they sort of a sense no of the longer world. children but no. not yet men not yet men it was our second puberty, I guess. You have to go through a second puberty. Yeah, it was sort of the ending of ending of school. Like, um, you know, you guys have been out of school for you know. I'm younger than you guys, um, but you know, it's not that much. It, but but it was. It was sort of like the end of school. We were all sort of questioning where the hell we were going to end up, and at that point. Like, our high school was essentially a post 9-11 landscape, which was kind of terrifying. Yeah. Like, it, well, not kind of, it was. I mean, there was so much uncertainty. And this album captures that uncertainty, I think. You of- know what's, what I found interesting about this album is it is a concept album. So, there is, like, a, a, a story through it about being, like, the day in the life of London. Like, uh, different moments in time that Londoners experience is, yeah. is the understanding that I have of, of the album. So, you do have, like, Hunting for Witches, which is about that that fear-mongering and, mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, looking at minorities uh, because of something like a, an event that's happened. Um, but then you have these other songs uh, and you have the prayer, which is, like, literally, like, treating clubbing like a religious experience. Yeah. Um, and then you have mo- these other songs, like, uh, there's one about waiting for the 718, I think it's called. Yep. Yep. And that's literally, like, I'm sitting here waiting for a bus. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm going to... Uh, and one of the lyrics is, I'm going to make uh, the weekend feel good like i'm gonna make the weekend worth living for and it's like yeah okay as an adult yeah i kind of get that (laughs) yeah Yeah. but uh that's what i found really interesting about this album is like it's like these little snapshots of of different moments in a person's day or 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 week in that in that sense i but i because i do love the prayer i just want to talk about like that that start with the the kick snare is like oh yeah it's it and it really builds that kind of like raw sort of um uh, instinctual feeling inside you. It's tribal. Yes, like, that's yes, what the word I'm looking a, for. It's tribal, tribal. tribal. It's uh, definitely the the track I would pick for the trailer. 
of whatever film oh, that yeah. we pitch, oh, yeah. I, I feel. It's, uh, yeah, it has a very cinematic sense to it as well. And it, it preempts something. It, you, you sit there and you can feel the build. Yeah. And- do, you, uh, do you guys like, uh, this is, uh, is semi-relevant, but it's a slight tangent. Um, like, I feel people have soundtracks to their daily life. And yep. certain actions you have a certain soundtrack to. What is what? What do you think is your like walking theme song? Oh, so you're talking like when I strut? When or- you strut, <laughs> think think <laughs> like that, what? What are your modes of walking, John? <laughs> think oh, like why? Saturday Night Fever or like a Bittersweet Symphony, like. You know, mm. like walking down the street and looking just, just so cool that like y- y- nobody's looking at you, but in your mind, everybody's like, damn. My, mine is Feeling Good, Muse. So the Muse cover of Feeling Good. Oh. That's, that's my... That's why, my is, why is that, man? Um, I don't know. It builds. It's, it's got, got this swagger to it. Yeah, it's mm. got like this, like it's, you know, got that the swing band sensibility that the original, you know, version but of that like song. But with like a... Yeah, it's like that electric and twisted. And yeah. I mean, Muse is just like Mark Bellamy. I do enjoy a good cover, uh, actually. And yes, yeah, yes. What about you, Doug? Mine. You know what? This is so weird. And you guys knowing me would most probably think this is weird. But do you know the song "Monster" by Kanye West? I do. <laughs> yeah, that's you, what I, I hear in my head when I walk down the street. I'm like, I'm the like, I'm not a horrible person. No, far from <laughs> but it. like, and that song is so like gangster and so like, there's like, a part it's all about like how bad you are in that song. Yeah. And I'm just I, there's something about me that just there is a on. part of me though that expects you are a lovely man, Doug. And there's part of me that just feels like you're gonna be like Ned Flanders one day and just snap and just <laughs> go full gangster and just go full gangster and start yeah. you know capping people's. You, essentially, yeah. essentially, you're saying he's got a Walter White it. I think he is. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah, I can see it. So I, I switch. I switch between Monster and the other song that I hear when I walk down the street is "Here Come the Sun" by the Beatles. Oh. Here comes the sun. Do By the way, like I feel like because this is a musical episode, I'm just going to sing any lyrics that you give me. Okay. I, I really feel this is what's going to happen. Come out at his trial. You know. <laughs> <laughs> this is the evidence. And <laughs> yeah. where, are, where are the bodies? Here comes the, the sun. Do 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 do. Here comes the sun. And I'll say nothing but lint and knives in his pocket. What about your song, John? Uh, for me, I'm just actually just going through my Spotify playlist. I feel like see. you've got you've got something '80s happening there. You know, usually I would, but there's an uh, '80s mentality about you, John. There is a song called "I Feel It Still." I yeah. feel it still. I and I've forgotten the the artist, and that's why I was oh, trying something, to look it up. something. Uh, let me let me. Look yeah, it no, up. I haven't. Heard, but uh, Portugal, the man. Thank you. It's from Peter Rabbit. That's why I know it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, yeah, you're right. Eighties uh, all the way. Um, you know, speaking of the eighties, I watched Dirty Dancing last night. Oh, oh my god, I'm crazy for Swayze, man. That I can't man, get enough. That I man, really can. Just. The charisma of that man. I've, I've been on a Swayze binge, to be honest. Again, I'm tangenting. But um, uh, Ghost and mm. that movie and Roadhouse. Oh, Roadhouse. The Holy Trinity, oh, if really you really have been on a Swayze binge. The Holy binder. Trinity. But um, that song at the end of Dirty Dancing, I just uh, that would be like my romantic song. It's like, yeah. you know, with the, the deep voice. And whenever I'm on a film set and you've got the audio guy there, I'm mm-hmm. there and I'm like, ah. Had the time of my life. This podcast has now just become a, a reason for Doug to sing. And then I stare them directly in the eyes and they always get uncomfortable. And they say, no one puts Doug in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> but look, th- that is enough of me actually uh, singing serenades to you guys. How about we jump in and see if we can do some pitches for yeah, this business? Let's, let's see what we can do yeah, with this. Yeah, let's, let's. I can't wait. I like the beats that's happening in the elevator today. Guys, it's, it's funky, yeah. We set the mood. I mean, we don't no, have the copyright for it, so you just no. have to pretend. No, yeah. what you're listening to is actually some uh, stock music that yep. we, it's the only thing that we can actually What you in. guys need to do at home is get the podcast on one phone and get another phone and play the album on the other phone and just combine the two. Yeah, that's what you need to do. It's actually a part of a new form that we're creating. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's multi-phone podcasting. That's yeah. the word for yeah. it. Yeah, it's like 3D, but for your ears. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, first of all, this was a challenge. So I, I Lachlan, like the the school teacher in you has come out and has oh, been yeah. like, 
No, you guys have been resting on your laurels for too the long. The gauntlet came off. Yeah. It was like, this is what yes. we need to do. Um, and like all good students, we tried... Well, Doug listened. <laughs> I'm the I'm sort of sitting in the middle of the class. You're sitting up in the back of the class with sunglasses on. I am. <laughs> Does Barry Manilow know that you're in his wardrobe? <laughs> okay, I thought that wasn't going to make it onto the podcast. We said that that wasn't that joke wasn't. Oh, whatever. Uh, Detention. I think I got 25, 25 minutes. <laughs> oh, Mandy, you came and you gave me. Oh wait, that's the Simpsons. Yep, no. yeah. um, anyway, Doug, your yes. pitch. So, um. Again, like with any album, I clicked with some songs. I didn't click with others. Two songs that were standout I've kind of already talked about. Uh, and it's kind of basic of me because they were the popular singles from the album at the time. But it's Hunting, Hunting for Witches and uh, The Prayer. Oh, yeah. man, they're the ones yeah. I picked. Doug totally copied me. <laughs> <laughs> Look, um, with those songs, there's there's something about them that's slightly mystical or slightly supernatural about them. And I know that Hunting for Witches is literally about like uh, sort of uh, terrorism. And, terrorism, and, and yeah. Immigration. But taking, uh, I took those lyrics kind of literally about hunting for witches and I kind of imagined a world where, and, and it's kind of, we, we literally just filmed Harry Potter. Um, and we it's recorded coming. Harry Potter with our. We didn't film it. But We're yeah. teaching oh, it. Yeah. I do slowly, not get this podcast. Slowly, slowly you're getting this. One day, Damn Doug, it. you'll understand this. <laughs> our viewers are very understanding. <laughs> like I love the idea of the supernatural as every day. Yeah. Um, the closest example I can think of that's right at the moment is the movie Bright, which I haven't seen, but like that it's idea of magical uh, living alongside the mundane. Yeah. Um, so I imagine a London where witches are a real thing, magic is a real thing, um, and there is like an, a seedy underbelly towards that as well. So I've got like a young man who is like he lives for the weekend, um, and he's a raver. Like he, he goes to like these you know dark club raves and gets on you know like uh, all the sort of party drugs that are there at the time. And of course we live in a world where magic is along the mundane. So there is a new drug out on that's basically mdma but magic um and what happens is that he's selling for to to you know keep up his lifestyle he's selling for a witch these drugs um his mate gets a hold of these drugs and overdoses on them now because they're magic magic pills (laughs) um they actually have like an after effect, not just of killing him, but they traps his soul within the realm. And because the ownership of the drugs at the time was this, this man, uh, the spirit is bonded to him. Um, But what happens is that he glitches in and out um, and he's actually being glitched in and out to um, like a a hell dimension, like a sort of weird dimension like that. Um, So him and his girlfriend try to help his best friend um, by trying to find a spell that will will, um, take him back. Um, But most spells in this world are done through music and through like dance and and like raving meditation, you know, like those. So there's where that tribal thing comes in. Yeah. And like the, the idea, like that's where I kind of took the idea from the prayer is that it's kind of like that, um, like that tribal idea. And like the prayer sounds like you're saying, you know, Lord, give me strength, but it could be like this other deity that's part of this pagan religion or whatever. At the same time, the witch who sold him the pills, he still has to pay for the pills because, you know, like the, the way that supply works is, he, you know, he has to take the money from whoever buys them, passes them up the chain. They will let him off if he does this one last sort of drug mule across London. Um, so he has to go through different checkpoints, like magic checkpoints really and stuff cool. like that. So it's his night. It's it, the, the way that I would pitch it, it is, do you guys remember the movie Go? No, I do not remember. It's a great film. Prequel to Stop? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a sequel to Stop. It stops first. <laughs> then, yeah. um, but it's, it's a great film that was made... Ugh. It was either 2000 or before 2000, and it had Katie Holmes in oh, it. Oh, yeah. It had a bunch of, like... Shit, had roller skates? Roller skates was a big thing? No, no, it was... Oh, maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure. It had um, uh, William Fickner in it, who is a guy that just shows up everywhere and is really, mm. really great actor. But it was like she was sort of trying to get from point A to... She was trying to get to this party, basically, and a lot of illegal dealings go happen along the way. Um, go, look it up. I don't have the information in front of me, but it's a great movie. So I took that sort of style of like, this is a day in the life of this guy, but he, you know, there's serious 
serious things at stake. Actually, the other movie that I was thinking of is um, Robert Pattinson's, the movie that he got all the praise for, where he plays the thief. Oh my God, I've forgotten the name of it. This is terrible. I'm a terrible podcaster. But that's the point of the movie is <laughs> so there's a witch I'm sorry and he I takes see the- struggling there and like looking yeah. at us for a lifeline but like I don't know Robert Patterson plays a thief let me see if good times good times that's the name of the that's the movie good times so yeah it's that like he's 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 kind of in it for the raid but he gets caught up with Pop huh with Iggy Pop Iggy Pop's in it as himself apparently of course he is probably for like yeah 30 seconds um so yeah, point A to point B to get these drugs across, um, so that this the head witch will give him this this enchantment to allow his it's person really cool. to pass his friend to pass peacefully. So that's what I got out of it. Um, it's, um, I mean, it's a bit of a stretch from the concept. No, album I, think it, I think it, I think it works really well with the. But album. I felt like it felt in like it really felt like those two songs in, yeah. a, in a way. Um, my cast uh, for my main character, I wanted to go John Boyega. Yeah, nice. Um, I just think that he's just—he's uh, the epitome of London for me in a weird way, and I don't know why. Um, but he's so hot right now because of Star Trek and all that. So, uh, mm-hmm. Star Trek, <laughs> Star Wars. There are so many fandoms right now. Just uh, rioting. Yeah, there's there's yeah. a collective uproar. Um, <laughs> the witch, the the witch that originally sells to him, uh, wanted to be Zendaya um, from Homecoming. Uh, Peter Parker, oh, and Greatest yes. Showman. Greatest Showman. Yep, yep. Um, the head witch, I actually wanted Gillian Anderson. Um, nice. She's not English, but man, she should be. Because, like, she's just in everything English at the moment, too. She is, actually. And she's kind of an English vibe about her. I don't know why. I don't yeah. know why. I, I Watching back, like, the old X-File, thought, like, yeah. I always thought, like, she was English. And she was just putting on an American accent. If like you were Laurie. a younger age today and you knew the actress Gillian Anderson, you would assume she's British. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Um, the best friend um, who's sort of stuck in between uh, world, Jack Whitehall. Uh, uh, I've, I've used him before, but I just think he's a really good actor. And I just think like he fits into that same sort of raver sort of esque feeling that I would feel for John Boyega. Yeah. I would say that's a normal weekend for Jack. Yeah. By the, by the, <laughs> from what I've seen of his trips with his dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great show. That yeah. Really actually really check is. it out. Um, and the girlfriend, uh, I was looking at Pearl Mackey from Doctor Who. Okay. Um, she was a cool uh, casting. Yeah. She was uh, memory loss this one, but Bill Potts in Doctor Who, she played one of the companions and that that's my movie. I don't really have a director for it per se, um, but I would, I would look into someone like um, who has a bit of street cred. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, whoever directed um, Party Monsters would be okay. a choice that I would choose. I yeah. don't know the director. Attack the Block. The director, who's, whoever the director of Attack the Block is. Well, he's a great director as well. Yeah, because yeah, he, he can handle that action really well and that yeah. the sort of sci-fi. And I love, I love like the night London, like the, the London yeah. of, of, you know, the night time. So that, yeah. That's Joe it. Cornish was the director of Attack, Attack the Block. Oh. Which is a very British name. But Joe it Cornish is. also did... Um, oh, um, he's old Joe. Probably he's... well known for his writing. He did Ant-Man, The Adventures of Tintin. That's he right. Works, yeah, yeah, he works a lot with he... um, Edgar Wright. Yeah. Edgar yeah. Wright actually produced that movie too. That's right. So. Okay. So, yeah, that's yeah. why. Okay. So, but, he'd, be, he'd be a really cool choice, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... How about we jump over into your elevator, Lachlan, and okay. uh, you give us Let's your just pitch. sing and dance our way over. Yeah. I go hunting for witches. I don't know the rest no, of okay, the that words. Okay, that started off strong and went very weak very quick. Uh, okay, so essentially you could probably take your premise and make it sci-fi and that's probably it. Um, no, look, my premise is very similar in okay. the fact that it's set in like an alternate late 2000s yep. where... Uh, Everyone that the government's sort of releasing a drug that essentially gives people superhuman qualities. Okay. And the drug allows them for a short, like two minutes, to allow uh, to read the thoughts or hear overhear. It's sort of a hit and miss drug, depending on the batches. Uh-huh. Uh, and it allows them to overhear conversations or allows them to tap into the thoughts of other people. Yeah. Um, and that's where that hunting for witches, the reason that they're releasing it is because they want to find the terrorists before 
they attack. So it's almost like this minority report drug, in which case it's like if we give everyone this, then everyone's got access to information. That's actually a really interesting concept because it's kind of like um, like crowdsourcing in the sense that, yeah. like, you know, the, there's a, a TV series called Don't F With Cats on Netflix. Yes. Yeah. And it's about how the internet collectively came together to find this one serial killer. And it's such an interesting concept to how, like, people work together and i think i was talking to you guys about um shia labeouf when he did like an art project where he had this flag up and, and had a, <laughs> yeah. a webcam and like the internet just wanted to tear it down so quickly yeah. that they like used the flight patterns of airlines in the background of this flag which was, was collective, which was meant to be in an anonymous place and they like cracked it within 48 hours so yeah. it, it's kind of that but in a more physical sense where yeah and it's this it's almost like a it's very much a dystopian type future um like alternate not future but alternate it's an alternate sort of universe yeah. where this is sort of happening um and you have sort of the head of the the person who's collecting this information is he's got one very much important lead informant who happens to be like almost like a, a skinhead type guy okay. um, like i mean in 2005 2006 when all this happened you you saw interviews with these skinheads in like yeah. london who were like really just spewing vitriol yeah um and i the idea of having this guy who they're essentially just pumping full of this drug who's out there almost like this villain, but at the same time he's being seen by everyone around him as a hero because he's stopping the terrorists. Like, and I think... Oh, I think I misunderstood your concept. I thought you meant they they gave the drug to everyone. Well, they did. They do. They do. But this guy seems to be very particularly good at using the drug. And, and And they just sort of keep pumping him with probably higher doses and making him into something that he's like, he was already tending towards jumping at shadows and jumping at people who are different. It could almost be like a bit of a crank scenario. Yeah. It's really wilder and wilder. And yeah. And he, the come down is going to be when he goes, that's going to be, that's going to be part of it is that he is involved. Cause in he's a riot. so high. Yeah. <laughs> it's a James Blunt album. Hi, um, but She's so lovely. <laughs> um, that was just that was an amazing Cleopatra, Joan of Arc, or Aphrodite. This is this is what this podcast is is rapidly devolving <laughs> into. It's a karaoke it, session. I feel like we violated some uh, some copyright material yeah, as well. No, so. no, 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 we changed it. We're all good. Um, yeah. Anyway, so we didn't do a very so good job. So the idea so. is that during the Sorry, riots, that's yeah. all right, John. Um, that during the riots, because that was one of the big images as well, was the riots in London. Uh, is that what during a riot he actually gets um, like stomped on and like shot and like, yeah. like a whole lot of horrible, horrible stuff, and he finds himself in the community of these uh, immigrants. Terrorists. Yeah. yeah. And, well, he thinks they're terrorists, yeah. but they're just people who are trying to take shelter and trying to reclaim some sort of dignity within yeah. within a city that's trying to actively tear them down. Yeah. Uh, it would be cool if the, the drug had unknown, like, uh, hallucinogenic qualities to it as well. So they saw these people as... Like they actually physically saw them as like something else. Yeah, that'd something be really like, cool. That'd be yeah. a really cool concept to play cool. with. I like that. So, uh, what what, what actors? Uh, so, as have? the as the sort of lead uh, government agent who's responsible for giving out these drugs, Idris Elba. I would really oh. like Idris Elba as this, as the man. Yeah, and I and I kind of see I'd it. As some, a, I'd, I'd consume something if Idris yeah, came out to me and just said, "Take this, yeah. boy, take yeah. this now." Um, and I like the I like the concept. Like, so mine would be a jukebox musical in the in the way of Repo the Genetic Opera. I don't know if I have oh. seen Repo the Genetic. I Repo the Genetic Opera is an interesting film yes it is, it I, is I, i'm not gonna say that i hate it but i'm not gonna say that i like it either no it, but i would watch it again yeah it's, I'm, totally I'm, it's cool yeah like, it's some of the worst like music i've ever yes <laughs> i was actually really impressed of how much bang they got out of um their budget oh it's a yeah. tiny tiny budget yeah yeah, yeah. and it, it looked impressive visually i mm. thought for sorry we, we've hijacking no, your no but that's that's exactly what i want i yeah. want it to be a low budget yet you know, high yield sort of a thing. Cause like repo, the genetic opera had some big names in it. Like it had, um, 
Uh, she was Paris in Spy Hilton. Kids. No, yeah, <laughs> it did have Paris Hilton. Hilton. It also Paris had um, oh, the opera. all these big names that we can remember <laughs> right now. <laughs> oh, it, it had. Um, I know who you're talking about. He was the main guy. It yeah, had. He was in Buffy. He was Giles. Head. Yeah, um, but it also had the guy that plays a lot of gangsters um, as yeah. the main guy. It's um, you know, it, it's such an interesting film though because it's like made on a shoestring budget and it's like it was based on a concept album as well yeah like and it was a about. small like little they, they played it to theatres as a musical like in like small bars and clubs and, and stuff the guy still wants to get like he still tries to kickstart the the sequel yeah mm. yeah like it's and, and visually it's a real it's a real feast it is a visual feast that I, I'm just looking it up right now eight and a half million he had to, to put that all together yeah and for, and, for a dystopian sort of uh, Look, yeah, they do a really good job. They do like a really good. Uh, set dressing is is particularly good. Well, the daughter Paul Sorvino that, is the guy that that plays yeah. the. He's, he's and the fantastic. daughter. The daughter in it is um, Carmen from from Spy Kids. Um, oh, really? Yes. All grown up. Yeah. Uh, Alexa, Alexa Vega, Alexa Vega, Alexa Vega. So she, Alexa Vega. So, but I mean, they and and so there's big names in it, and that's sort of what I want the tone to, to for this to be is that this is this is what's happening. Um, so Idris Elba and I want uh, well, Idris Elba is a musical guy too. That was yeah. a good choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, wasn't he? In, what, what? He, oh, he was in Cats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in uh, hushed tones, he was in Cats. Um, but, um, but he's uh, also a rapper. And I would like Craig Roberts. Craig Roberts was in Submarine, um, a little okay. uh, film directed by Richard Awadi. Mm. Um, little oh. indie film, but I think he would make a really good skinhead. You know, those really skinny skinhead guys who just try to prove their worth? Yeah. I think mm. he would be a really good choice for that. And, and directed by... Um, I would really like to see Danny Boyle do it because I think he handles musicality very well. He does actually. So yeah. for a person who uh, has he done a musical, Danny Boyle? Not, not to my knowledge, no. But no. he, uh, but it's like the musical a- numbers in Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah, and it, like he just he has a lyrical way about him. Yeah, and he has the sort of guy that does pick. He doesn't really have a genre of film, does he? That he Not sort of really specialises no. in. He does a bit of everything. Yeah, like he, like he did um, yesterday. So he directed yesterday, which is the Beatles. Yeah, again course, another yeah. another oh, another concept. Yeah, yeah, concept thing. The the way that he uses sound. Yeah. In like um, twenty eight days later, the way that he uses sound and music, and he's got and a frenetic pace to the way that he creates things as well. Absolutely, yeah. like it would have that very train spotting feel. It's like, really only Denny Boyle could make a movie where you watched a guy try to saw off his own arm for one hundred twenty seven hours. So, yes, um, and and make it visually interesting as well. Yeah. So. Mm. Um, so fantastic pitch, um, and pitch. I, I I I love the commitment to actually going with the um, the the rock opera or the opera sort of the music concept album that's my jam Holmes yeah you're digging mm. it uh, I'm just saying it was very similar like you two had very not the same it was similar no it was, it was very, one was fantasy one was sci-fi I'm just wondering if there was like a little bit of um, copy and paste from uh, maybe not quite maybe John, you shared some notes maybe, and maybe ma- you didn't let me in on maybe like, you have something very interesting for us I don't want you know snitches to get stitches but <laughs> <laughs> Come on, John. Where, where's the where? Where's your your pitch? What's what's going on? I kind of feel like uh, maybe this is a personal attack on me right now, Doug. Personal attack? <laughs> me? Never, never. See, look, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I kind of was hoping I'd Don Draper something just out of nowhere. Just the fear would bring out some inspiration. Uh, I struggled this week. Could not cut the. I tell, so, tell you where I got. So okay. how about how about that? The yeah. cool kid in the class, back of the class, sunglasses on. Interrupt in other people's pictures. Has nothing of his own. How dare you, sir? How dare you? Are you actually surprised by that? (laughs) Shut up, nerd. Sit down. Um, (laughs) What? You want to go? (laughs) You should really take off sunglasses inside. It's very (laughs) (laughs) off-putting. I think he looks great. Uh, he's, he's rocking on. He looks like Joe Cocker. You can leave your hat on. Oh, that's fantastic. From a blues so brothers vibe. Yeah, yeah, it is. So tell us what you got. What did you have? Well, look, I was, to be honest, I was going to bring this up, but since you've already talked about him, I feel like now I'm just cutting in on your grass a little bit. <laughs> is that a saying? Cutting in yeah, on your grass? Cutting your grass. grass. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf. Uh, LaBeouf. Uh, I actually really. Uh, Okay, here's where it started. Okay, he did a film clip with, and I've forgotten the the, the young Sire. girls. But I, well, she wasn't in it. Was a the young dancer. oh the young young yeah, dancer Maddie Ziegler Zil Zilwicker. I watched that film clip, 
And then I watched This Is America. Oh, yes. Which is also another favorite film clip of mine. Yeah, and I great. actually thought for, a, for my film, what I would love to see is almost, I don't know if it would be a one take, but almost a performance piece of the entire album. Oh, that's aired cool. In its entirety. And in my mind, I had like a big studio hall or something like that. And you have um, some interpretive dancing. You have these people sort of acting out the, each song as it goes. So you kind of go on a little journey through yeah. the album itself. Dude, for, for pulling this out of your butt. Yeah, you that's okay. amazing. <laughs> uh, so that's my favorite picture of the day. <laughs> so it wouldn't be a feature film because obviously the album only goes for... You, I- I'm going to call this doing a Kanye because um, Kanye did this with um, with one of his albums. Did he really? Yeah, and it was it was similar. Uh, what's the whatever album had? Um, was it the one where he had power in it? No, no, no it was. Um, Can uh, we talk about Kanye as an art? Because I don't like him as an artist, but I do actually really like his work. This in, is, in a sense, he, he is that a seems like a lot of people like they yeah. don't like him as a person, but no. his work that they dig, and that's it's like oh, it's, where do you draw that line? I don't know. Do you love the artist or the art? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, hate the artist, love the art. Yes. yes. I think. I, well, your your pitch, I really, really dig. Like, especially if it was um, like a big rave, like it was an old warehouse and a yes, rave. Yes, yeah. Like, that'd be really way. cool. You could bring up some quieter pieces for the, some of the more quieter songs. Yeah, yeah definitely for and, the and rave. Like in the, could... in the bathrooms of the nightclub, sort of like... And that's exactly what they said that they started out to do was a concept album over the the course yeah. of that day in London. So you've actually nailed the con- the work more than we have. Oh, I wouldn't say that. No, no, Doug. No. Uh, John. Well, I've got- <laughs> Doug, John. John I Doug. mean, yes, no, that's... Thanks, Teach. Yo. You're, you're just like this... this, this- <laughs> That's just quiet. Un- well, not even quiet. You're just the kid at the back of the class. That's like, I don't need to study. I've Bueller, got this in the bag. Bueller. Um, just jump. <laughs> Bueller. You're my hero, Ferris Bueller. Um, run a- just jumping back to Kanye. I believe he's done it again with Jesus is King. He's made a film called Jesus is King. And I think that's his most recent album. But before that, it was Runaway. Hmm. Um, I think that was the album. And it's like this extended like 20 five minute like music video it's it's a trip i'll, it, I'll give you that it it's really trip. is and it's something that i always when we first talked about doing this the first thing that came to mind were music videos and i think as yeah. a medium themselves they're very interesting because they are essentially short films oh absolutely uh, and then most great directors david fincher spike jones uh michelle gondry they've all started at that place edgar so wright edgar wright yeah, yeah. absolutely and you do, you actually see a lot of, when you look at their bodies of work, you see little snippets of, of that, almost like they're experimenting. It's almost like their playground. It's a, yes, that's I a good guess, of, of Yeah, those, those directors who seem to have a really good handle on pacing yeah. seem mm. to have a grounding in music videos mm. and a very good Because it's, it's that you have to uh, train yourself to be part, like to, to yeah. work with the beat and everything like that, so... But yes, that that was where I got to. I where I sort of hit a wall was um, I don't really know many interpretive dancers, or I, to yes. me, it really wouldn't feel like a some. Maybe you could have an actor as a main character that sort of uh, navigates through into this. It, yeah. um, but I'd love to have the band there the whole time, actually playing the set almost like a like a live set. Oh, uh, almost That's like so some cool. scaffolding. Or and something they just like the that. camera pans and so, it's there in the background. Yeah, yeah, no, that's. Dude, that's a cool idea. Yeah, really do. Um, I, I love your um, inf- like the influences for it because yeah, this is America is just one of the most just uh, amazing music videos of of the last couple of years. Oh, I love it. Um, and the other one that you mentioned was uh, is it Elastic Heart? Yes, yes, Elastic Heart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, that's a great music. Shiloh is he's a strange individual, um, but he has done some interesting things. I feel like he's the sort of guy that just uh, spray and pray, as I like to call it. Just try a bit of everything. I am definitely sticks. not a fan of Shia LaBeouf in no. any like in way, any shape, or form. But um, you gotta respect the I man. Find, I find him fascinating as someone to, to just to watch. Not that I enjoy watching, but it's something just fascinating. To uh, I, kind of like a train wreck, you it's, know. You yeah, just, it's you a weird train yeah. wreck though, because it's like, like you can tell that he believes he's an artist. Yes. Yeah. Um, my favorite, <laughs> my favorite thing about Shia LaBeouf is that he is the namesake of one of my favorite um, ever music videos. Um, Shia LaBeouf by Rob Cantor is literally about Shia LaBeouf <laughs> being um, a cannibal. 
Really? It is the best thing in the world. Honestly, it is. And it's so good. It, it, the whole thing is done and they have like interpretive dances and stuff like that. It's all done on a stage and these um, sort of hexag- hexagonical like um, masks of Shia LaBeouf. And it's about like Shia LaBeouf like chasing down people and eating them. And But at the very end of it, you just hear this single clap. It's just like, and it gets faster and faster and faster. And it, camera pans and it's Shia LaBeouf watching <laughs> and he just stands up and he's like almost in tears with this like intensity. What? It is the, uh, so good. So, so it's good. arty. It's arty. Oh, yeah. But the go. song itself is hilarious. Shia LaBeouf. Right. I, Shia LaBeouf. Since we're on the buff, yeah. um, my favorite story of his was when he auditioned for Nymphomaniac. I forget the director's name, but asked him Lars to make Von this. Trier, this, is, yeah. this is a peen. This is a peen story because you always bring the peen story. It kind of is a peen story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> asked- I think this is the third time we've talked about this film on this podcast. <laughs> yes, continue. Uh, his audition was he had to make love to a chair, and apparently he just jumped straight in. Just no question. He would be a gentle lover. He, no, would, he would be aggressive. Be, he would be very aggressive. Apparently, he went for like twenty-five minutes. Uh, you know, <laughs> wow. Splinters. Yeah. Splinters. I just think logistically. Like, yeah. Weirdly enough, the question that came to my head, my my head, my head was what type of chair was it? Was it a yes. chase lounge? Yeah, was it? Was it like a, a, an office chair? Was it like a wooden stool? I, well, you know what I would, I would not what want would to be you the person <laughs> that had to audition afterwards because obviously oh. they do a few in one day. I've got anti-back wives. So this is <laughs> like buff that. always goes to completion. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he's, he's an interesting character, that one. Um, this, this has been an interesting episode. I've got to admit, um, music is, uh, it's definitely not something that I would consider in my forte, but it's definitely, uh, I, I love taking these little sort of pathways and trying to discover, uh, build worlds out of small things. I think that's mm. always a really cool and interesting yeah. thing to do because it's, it's very easy to build on top of something that's been created before, but to take something like a, a line out of a poem or like a, a music uh, video or a, like a, um, a concept album or anything like that takes a little bit more of a world build- building process. Well, it really is, man. Art's very diverse and it comes in many shapes and form and, yeah. and anything can really provide inspiration, which is essentially where all art comes from it comes from something else something could be something small could be yeah. something mm. could be anything thanks Shia so, yeah, yeah thanks Shia <laughs> just do it we will find that flag <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope we get I hope, I hope we have like opportunities to do more of, of this sort of stuff because I yeah, mean be a bit it, more it, experimental. it was a hard it was a hard album I, I gotta say look I'm sorry it was a hard album to start with <laughs> I was I, hoping I, for Thriller or I like listen to the album listen to the album again while looking at the uh, the lyrics uh, and then John's just sort of popped in and he's he come yeah. in before the podcast and said guys I haven't got anything yeah. I haven't got anything you're just gonna I, have I to probably put about four, I'm the same I probably put about four hours in yeah. and it's like you know what his is the one that I'd watch <laughs> the sunglasses have come on again John Draper bitch <laughs> the only way that we can end this episode because it is a musical episode is to do a three part harmony of this is the never showing podcast one two This is the Never Showing Podcast. Dude. Mic drop. That's it. Nice. All right. That was good. Next week, sex, murder, Brian Cranston's floating head, and colourful lycra one pieces. That's right. We're talking about everyone's favourite kung fu soap opera, the Power Rangers. That's next week on the Never Showing Podcast.